You may be seated. It is good to see you here. That good that we serve a God who never changes, who never, um, who never fails us, who never leaves us nor forsakes us. God is good. We mess up, but He doesn't. We fall short. He doesn't all the time. And it is so awesome to know that, that you know, we can come in this place and every single day we wake up is brand new. Every day it's, it's, it's a brand new walk with God. It, yesterday we may have messed up. Yesterday we may have fallen short. Yesterday we may have uh, done some things that we, we might not should have. We knew we shouldn't have, but we did it anyway. And praise God that He forgives us. At the end of the service, um, we're going to open up the altars. I want to encourage you to be led by the Holy Spirit. We're going to open the altars for, for you to be able to come and and, you know, I know how it works inside a church. been in it all my life. You know, there's just something taboo almost about walking down front. If you walk down front, you must have done something really, really bad. Because only really, really, really bad people get up and move in church. Or that's what we think, which is one of the silliest things in the world. Um, but there's just something about a public display, even if, even if nobody else is watching, even if nobody else is paying you any attention, there's just something about being really, really real with God. You know, we worship Him, we worship Him, we sing His praise, and we, um, we're not ashamed of singing, we're not ashamed of, of sitting there singing, and I'm telling you, there's something about giving it to God. This, I think most of you in the room would know what this is. This is a dartboard. Alright, we've had this in my office. This is my dartboard. We got it at the house and we will have it hanging for the picnic. So you come into picnic, one of the little things you'll be able to throw at the dartboard. Uh, where do you want to hit the dartboard? Where are you, where are you aiming at? Where's everybody aiming at? The bullseye, right there in the very middle. So what we're wanting to do is we're wanting to hit right there in the very middle. That's what everybody wants to do. And you know, I don't know if there's a better illustration of holiness than this. That's perfection. That's, that's what God desires from every single one of us. So if that's what God desires, most of us understand this game well enough. Sin is when we don't hit bullseye, but we miss the mark. Is that perfection? But you know, there are people that say, well, at least I'm on the board. I, I started to ask somebody to come be a volunteer and hold this, and I'm going to see how good I am. Anybody want to come hold it? I'll even throw it left-handed. Is that okay? I'm right-handed. See, nobody's going to trust that. I'm decent. No, no, we're not going to do that. Those, those real heavy darts. To him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it. Yeah, but I was, I was so close, God. I was so close. That's still sin. 
I, I was right there. I, I was just outside the, the edge. I, I, I was in the green, Lord. I, I was so close. I, I wasn't as bad as him. I, I, I could have been, been better, but that's still sin. To him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it to him, it is sin. That is perfection. And God desires for us, God desires, and we rationalize and we say, yeah, but nobody can be perfect and, and nobody. So, so you know what we do? We just, we just sling it all over the place. We land out there and we throw it in here and we like, hey, I, I, I'm just going to do my, I, I'm just going to try, you know, I, I'm just going to do whatever, you know, everybody else, we, I'm just a person, I'm just a human, I'm, I'm nothing special, you know, who in the world am I? Well, let me tell you, God desires this. And when you and I, there's a danger. Here's a dangerous place to be. Is when we just settle on. Oh, today I wasn't that good. I'll, I'll do better tomorrow. Uh, today, you know, it was just a bad one today. And, you know, and, and then, we, then we have excuse after excuse. It, it's their fault. And, and, and they should have done this. And if they'd have acted different... And, and tomorrow we, oh well, you know, just uh, that's just who I am. I just have a tendency, you know, I, I got anger issues. And, and you know, you don't have to work with her. And you've never, you've never walked in my shoes before. Church, if we're not careful, we'll settle for everywhere out there. And we'll grow accustomed. We'll grow accustomed. To just, Lord, I know what you desire, but I just had a bad day. Oh, well. Oh, well. I messed up. Oh, well. People are hurt. Oh, well. Relationships are broken. and, and They got a phone, too. Road goes both ways. They're going to have to ask for... They're going to have to... They're going to have to step out first. They're going to have to ask for forgiveness. They, they're going to have to change. They, 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 they. When me and you know what God desires. When we know what God desires. And we're okay with accepting anything but that, that's a dangerous place to be. That's a, that's a, I'm going to say even that's a miserable place to be. You know, um, if you got your Bibles, I'll invite you to go with me over to the story. Go, go with me over to 2 Samuel. The story is familiar in Scripture. Man after God's own heart, Second Samuel chapter 11. We're going to stay here, we're going to reference this, but we're going to be in Psalms. When we know we should, but we don't. When we know we ought to, when we know God's holy, and God requires it and demands it, and His character is just that of perfection. And, and you know, we could do better. That's the thing, we could do better. 
David is set up here. David, in 2 Samuel chapter 11, David, King David. And, and notice this. Notice verse 1. This is where it usually happens for most people. Then it happened in the spring at the time when kings go out to battle. That David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel and they destroyed the sons of Ammon and besieged Rabbah, but David stayed at Jerusalem. It's usually when we're not in the right place. All the kings are where they should be, but David stayed back. All the kings were doing what kings do in that time of year, but David sort of stayed back. You know, when we find ourselves... Just out of God's will, it's really easy to continue to get further and further. When we, when we find ourselves not where we're supposed to be, it, it could be a frame of mind, it could be literally a physical location, it, it could be an attitude. I'm, I'm just in a bad attitude today, I'm, I'm mad. You, and, and they walk through the door and the first customer you see, the first kid you see, the first husband or wife you see, walk through and you bite their head off. Why? Because you're in a bad place. You're not where you're supposed to be. All the kings had gone out to battle. Where should David have been? Man after God's own heart, King David. Where should King David have been? He should have been with all the other kings out fighting battles. But David had time to wander. Now in verse 2, Now when evening came, David arose from his bed and walked around on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful in appearance. Where should David have been? But he wasn't. And we know the rest of the story. We know that he goes and has relations with Bathsheba. He knows she's a married woman. He brings her in. She is with child. and He, he has her husband murdered. I mean, it just spirals. It absolutely spirals. Those two chapters in Scripture, if we don't realize the consequences of sin and that fire will burn you and that cow horns will hook and that your sin will find you out, then you're ignoring what these two chapters teach us. David was willing to. All the kings were, all the kings were going out to battle, and David should have been going out to battle. But David that day went off the board. He went off the chain. David was just nowhere to be found. He was out daydreaming. He's out. Whoa! Look down there. Instead of stopping early. Instead of, Lord, I know I should have probably gone to fight, but, but Lord, I, I, he should have been, what could David have been doing? He could have been praying for his army. He could have been praying for Joab. He could have been praying for victory. He could have been, he could have been doing all kinds of stuff, but he was where he should not be, and he got himself into a mess, and instead of immediately going back to God and saying, Lord, I'm sorry, I've done, done this thing which is not good, he goes and kills a guy. You say, well, he didn't actually kill him. 
He didn't actually kill him, but can you imagine the premeditation it must have taken to write that note? Can you imagine how messed up you have to be to write that letter? Hey, they, every, every word of it. And you know, he probably didn't get one of, his, one of his people to write it. Hey, put Uriah at the front. He probably didn't call one of his writers in and say, Hey, I want you to pen me a note. I, I need to write one of my generals a letter. No, he hand wrote it himself. And each, every time, I can only imagine. They didn't have pens like we had. They didn't have pencils like we had. No, they had parchments. And every time he would take his pen and he would dip it over into that ink, he consciously wrote words. Guys, we're not careful when we are allowing sin to run rampant and to run unconfessed. It's easy to throw stones at David and say, oh my goodness, never thought about it like that. Wow, he, he, he did. When he wrote the letter, he sat there and had to think, put Joab at the front of the battle, at the, in, the, in the hottest part of the battle, and make sure he's up at the front, because you know when the archers start firing their bows and their arrows, you know that they're going to hit the ones up front first. And I want to make sure Joab is dead. Period. King David. Hmm. Where did it start? Everybody else was out fighting and I just stayed back. Innocent. Everybody else was going, everybody else was where they should be. Everybody else's heart was where it ought to be. Everybody else's attitude was the way it should be. Everybody else was doing what they ought to have done. And I, we were in a bad place. And it happens. We know the rest of the story. We know how it turns out. Uriah the Hittite is dead. It gets murdered. David, King David, has Uriah murdered. God sends Nathan. Nathan confronts him and says, you're the man. The kid dies. I mean, there's just, there's just consequence after consequence after consequence to his sin. Go with me over to uh, Psalms 32. God requires holiness. God demands holiness. God's perfect. And when we see ourselves and when we see our, our life compared, I, I for many years, and I'll bring it back, I used to you do this all the time, okay? I haven't done this since I've been here. This is God and this is us and we see how messed up we are. When we see we're broken, we don't line up. I mean, we're, we're, we're missing the mark. We're missing, 
We're missing perfection. We're, we're missing when we, when we miss it. We, we know it. Lord, I, I'm sorry, God. I know what You require. Lord, I'm sorry. I, I know what You require. God, I, Lord, I messed up and I'm so sorry. And God, today I, I didn't even hit the board. I just really messed up. Lord, I know this is what You desire. Right there in the very center of the center center. That's You. But God, here I am again. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to please you in all aspects. I want to, I want to honor you. I want to, I want to make you happy. I want to work. I want to serve you. You are my Lord and you are my Master and my King. And, and I don't want to do anything but to make you happy. Look in uh, Psalms 32. Look at verse 1. This is written after David. Confesses and after David gets his heart right. Can't bring a dead man back though, can you? Can't bring a dead baby back though, can you? There's consequences. You know, no, you can't do that. There's consequences. Verse 1, how blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. Look at verse 3, when I kept silent, when I kept silent about my sin, my body Wasted away. He, he was miserable. I can't imagine. You know, there's a, there's a time frame. There's, there's a gap. When you, when you read the story, everybody goes out to, to battle, and, and David stays back, and he looks down, and he has, to, he has to go and inquire, and he has to send somebody to go get her. He comes and gets her, and then... They're together that night, and only later, you know it takes later, it takes time down the road that she informs him, Oh yeah, David, I'm having a baby. And then the wheels start turning. He says, when I kept quiet, when I, when I was silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long you know it should bother us it should bother us when we when we know God's holy standard it should bother us that hey I'm I'm okay with that that should bother us it should bother us that you know I I'm close, I'm, I'm better than this group, and, I, and I'm better than, than those that don't even hit the board. At least I'm on the board, God. You know, and if we're not careful, we'll, we'll grow to accept that. We'll grow to accept the fact that, hey, I was close. We'll grow to accept that. But that's not what God desires from us. That's not holiness. 
And you say, and it's easy for you to sit there and say, well, who in the world are you to tell me that? Listen, I'm not on the center. I'm, I'm not bullseye. I'm not bullseye. But I understand. I understand when I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away. I get that. I get through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. You know, that pressure, that, 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 that ache. My vitality was drained away, and as with the fever heat of summer. We, when we do not acknowledge it, God is not pleased. There's no joy, there's no happiness, there's no contentment, there's no rest. And, and I mentioned, I think it was Wednesday night or two ago, and you can take that and you can compare it to this, the acceptance of just hitting the board, or, oh well, I just had a bad day, I didn't even hit the board today, I knew I should, but I didn't, and oh well, everybody else was. And we can start drifting. Doesn't seem like much, doesn't seem too bad, but by the time I get to the back of the room, I'm somewhere over there. I'm really far off. Guys, we cannot, as we grow in our walk, as we grow in Christ-likeness, we cannot accept that. We cannot just allow that to run rampant and to be our standard. Look at verse 5. It says, I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. I'm not going to hide it anymore. I'm going to lay it out there. I'm going to come clean with it. I'm going I'm to allow you to see what I know in my mind happened. It ain't like he didn't see it happen. It's not like he's not watching it on a daily basis and his spirit is guiding us and leading us. It's not like God doesn't see us look at him and say, no, not today, I'll do it my way. No, Holy Spirit, I've got this one. No, Holy Spirit, you stay there and I'm just going to do what I do best. As if God doesn't see that. As if God is not aware of that. God's confession brings such joy. Confession brings such joy. It brings such peace. It brings such, wow. I don't have to, I don't have to act like I'm hiding anymore. I don't have to, to run around and, and be something I'm not. I, I can just get it off my shoulders. I can just be honest with the God who saved me and, and be, Lord, Keep reading. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great 
waters, they will not reach you. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I did not hide. And that's what I mean by, you say, well, if God already knows, He does know. But He wants us to confess it. He already saw it. And, and I know that probably nobody in this room had somebody murdered. But we missed the mark. And you know for some it's, Lord, I, I've, I have for so long accepted missing the mark and bought into the lie that you know what everybody else does so it's okay for me too. I, Lord, I, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. God, don't, God, God understands nobody's perfect. Have you ever said that? Do you know what God's saying? Yeah, I know nobody's perfect, but that doesn't please me. I, I, I get the fact that nobody's perfect, and that's why I sent my son Jesus to, to die for the sins and to cover them, but you've still got to confess them. You've still got to, you've got to acknowledge my sin and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin, the heaviness of it, the, the burden of it, that carrying and that weight of it. Guys, it should weigh us down that we just accept it. It should weigh us down that we ignore it. It should weigh us down that we believe that, well, God... Listen, God says... I'm not... Oh, me. He says, be holy for I'm holy. Does that mean we can be? None of us are. But we're striving. His Spirit, He gives us His Spirit. He resides in us. He gives us His Spirit to, to be close to us and to walk with us. I don't know where you are this morning. Spiritually. I don't know where you are as a Christian. and I don't know what... You, what have you confessed? Everything. You say, Brother Shannon, I can't, I don't remember it all. I, I can't think about everything. I, Holy Spirit of God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would come and give us a heart that understands and discerns and sees where we're missing the mark. I pray that your Holy Spirit would let us be able to, to look, comb through every aspect, every, every function, everything about us. And Lord, if there are areas in our lives that are missing the mark, forgive us. You know, we sing the song, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One. Lord, show us our sins. Let us confess them one by one. Let us confess them. Let us cry out. Let us ask for forgiveness. Chapel Hill, do not accept the lie 
that it is okay. That it is okay to live like the world. One verse. Go to Romans. Put it up there, Ty, real quick. Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into His death? Therefore, we have been buried with Him through baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have become united with Him in the likeness of His death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of His resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with Him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For He who has died is freed from sin. God in heaven, help us in this room this morning. God, do not let us walk out of this room. Do not let us have to hurry off to something and not deal with our deal with our rebellion, deal with our sin, deal with our flesh, deal with our mouth, deal with our attitudes, deal with it. God, Holy Spirit of God, meet us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.